I'm Molly O'Connor. And I'm Sarah Connell. And you are listening to Pop It. This is the podcast for popping questions, popping bottles, and pop culture. This week on Pop It, we're on site at Page Boy Inc., where a team of craft hairdressers aim to elevate Worcester's hair industry. We are joined by owners Bree Brooks and Carissa Clearwater, along with stylist Leanne Rowe. Page Boy is quickly becoming a valuable meeting place for creatives throughout the city, including Trust Collective, a group of artists, musicians, and craftsmen dedicated to honesty and freedom of expression. Thank you for having yes. us. We're so excited. Yes. This space is very cool. It really is. Yeah. I just want to come hang out here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I look at all the like pop bottles of champagne at four o'clock. I did see the champagne. Yeah. I got really excited. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, yeah. And like the glass fixtures, and even just like the glassware. It's so cool. Can you all it's introduce beautiful. yourselves by name? I'm Carissa. I'm Brie Brooks. I'm Leanne Rowe. And um, I just wanted to ask to start off, opening a small business is hard. You've been here about a year. What resources did you use when you were first getting started? Um, Clark University. They have a really awesome small business program. So they helped create our one-year, three-year, five-year goal plan was amazing and really helped us to figure out where we are along our path and make sure we stay on course. Branding. Oh, Stephanie Audette, she did our branding. Um, she's amazing. She I created this lovely logo. Cool. You Stephanie. did. She's yeah. such a sweetheart. Yeah, she's great. Um, yeah, super talented. We also found her through Clark's. Um. Like as soon as we saw it, we're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Synergy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, When you say that your services are all gender neutral, what exactly does that mean? I'd like to state firstly that it's against the law in Massachusetts um, to uh, specify uh, pricing by gender, whether it's be, be male or female. Um, and th- I graduated hair school in 2008, and this has been a law for forever. So building upon that, I'd like to you know take it over to them. Yeah, um, I feel like with whatever salon I've ever worked in, say a man were to call and say, hey, I want a men's cut, he will immediately be priced lower than a woman. And it doesn't make sense because women get short haircuts as well, you know, and why are they going to be priced higher than a man? And then it also leaves people that are of like non-cisgender and non-binary out of the conversation. And that's not fair. So it's timing based. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know that about the yeah. the listing. Yeah. Most I had don't, no idea. Most people yeah. don't acknowledge that being That's an actual law in Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bespoke suit shop in New York City called Bindle and Keep, and their philosophy is very similar. Where they, the, you know, they suit bodies. They don't suit people just like based on their gender. They make suits for bo- whatever body they're working with. And um, it was founded by Ray Chutera and Ben Friedman and um, Rachel Tara is a non-binary person and he kind of based his whole, the, like their philosophy off of like he, or they had gone to get um, a suit made at a men's haberdashery basically and like they felt very uncomfortable there because they wouldn't make them a suit like the like to their specifications in the men's style um and one of the things that they said about it their experience was i always tell people to act braver than they feel but at that moment i was already doing my best impression of a brave person and i couldn't go any further and so that's where they sort of built that off of 
Um, and one of the things that, one of the quotes that they had at the very end was they said, we didn't create this market, this market found us. Um, and do you guys feel that like the, there's, the market is finding you in Worcester? Totally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And people are really like, people seem to be really responding to it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do you have any alliances or uh, collaborations with local organizations going on? Definitely love your labels. Yeah. Yeah, we you just know. did the Aquaria fashion show with them. We were one of their sponsors. And it, it was, was amazing. Literally was, amazing. I'm still reading yeah. off of it. <laughs> and like uh, saw everybody at Airspray on Friday and looked around and said to myself, wait a minute, I do more than half of the people's hair in this room. Let's look at a picture together and just moved to Worcester 90 days ago and can't believe that that has already occurred. So, but they just love it here. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be doing like a pre-air spray soiree for them to get ready as queens here. Um, there was a moment where I saw one of the queens posting that they felt really uncomfortable getting into an Uber in drag. Uh, and was like, hey, like, why don't you guys all just get ready here before the, the next air spray, which is at Electric Haze on the first and third Friday of every month. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's so fun. And you said you just moved here 90 days ago. Where'd you come from? Um, so I originate from the North Shore, lived in Boston for 11 years and was living in New York City for the year before moving to Worcester. So And what brought you to our beautiful city? I worked with um, Carissa at a salon in South Boston. Uh, We were acquainted before, um, and I've obviously been following Page Boy since since we opened in May. And I also was a part of an artist collective here. I've been kind of coming around Worcester since 2012 and have been waiting for the elevation to happen and just timing was right. And when I reached out to Carissa, it was really funny. I was like, hey, like Page Boy's doing great. Do you guys need a stylist? And she was like, yeah, I've actually been thinking about you recently and never thought you would move from New York to Worcester. And I was like, well, it's happening. So (laughs) like, let's do this. Um, And just been vivaciously forward ever since. And Brie, you mentioned in your bio that you learned to do hair by practicing on your younger sister. Can you tell us about that relationship (laughs) and how it paved the way for your career? She's about four years younger than me. Um, I've always known I wanted to be a hairdresser since I was like three years old. My mom would let me stay up so I could play with her hair. And then my sister, I think I gave her her first haircut when she was like seven and I was maybe 11 or 12. It wasn't good, <laughs> um, but she still lets me practice whatever on her. So. And I know that you're a cutting specialist and you favor your straight razor. Um, how do you use your straight razor to exhibit strong silhouettes and emphasize the natural texture of all of your clients' hair? Um, so really it just comes down to technique. Um, I really love building shapes. I know how to build weight, but the razor just adds a lot of texture naturally. It has a feathered edge rather than a blunt edge when you're cutting with scissors. It creates that sharp line. Um, whereas with a razor, it just it seems more organic. You can see where the weight lies um, and just sort of take out 
a great space in the hair where it needs to be. And and you mentioned that you love talking shop with fellow hair nerds, but what <laughs> sort of networks already exist in this industry and how do you find other nerds? Um, I feel like it, it's hard to find in Worcester. Uh, there's hundreds of salons just within the city and no one really works together. Um, so right now it's mainly through Instagram, but we like hosting industry night here. Um, last year we did one back in August. We're hoping to do a couple more this summer just to have fellow stylists come in and share tricks of the trade and see what works for them and utilize it. Yeah. And make the, those networks less insulated, I guess, right? Yeah. We're not in competition. I mean, everyone's talented. We all have our own style. So. And you also said in your bio that you love ramen. Have you discovered <laughs> a good ramen spot in, in Worcester? <laughs> Um, so far, my favorite is broth. I can't think of any others. I'm Chris Lee runs a ramen. Yeah, that's my yeah. jam. They're catering They're my so wedding. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I know Chris Lee for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, wooden noodles is excellent. Mm -hmm. But they just pop up, so they could even do one here. Yeah, I was thinking about trying to get something like that together for uh, industry night, having a ramen pop up with Chris great. Lee. Uh, with wooden noodles and like having mm. people come in and just like connecting the community together. Let's do it. <laughs> We're doing it. I, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. You've already got some customers. And Carissa, you said that the foundation and fluidity of your business really marked the essence of a great haircut. But I wanted to know more about what that means. And I thought maybe you could give us an example to illustrate what foundation and fluidity really mean. So when you're given a haircut, you want to create a solid foundation. That kind of goes with anything. You want to create a solid foundation so that way you can build from the ground up. So once you create that solid foundation, you give the hair a place to grow from. And then pretty much any haircut in between, usually three haircuts after, sort of just touch-ups. You know, it kind of lets it do its own thing, grow into something, and then you reform the foundation again. Does that make sense? It's like, it's like reincarnation. Yeah. <laughs> like I like that a lot. And I think that makes a lot of sense because like you, if you cut off too much, then it's gone, right? Like yeah, yeah. you need to keep everything on an even mm -hmm. scale. And you mentioned the value of education as well, but I'm curious about how you're furthering your own education in this particular industry. So right now, I'm still trying to find some places I want to go to. I want to check out Philly and go to um, Cultivate. She's really phenomenal. So Emily Costello, I want to learn from her and Brian Hickman. They're two of my favorites right now. Um, a lot of my education right now is based off of like Weed Ad and Diva Curl. So a lot of curly haired, you know, education. And I just want to further that and get a little more creative with it. Interesting. Are there, well, there must be like conventions and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. I, IBS just happened. Um, that's, a for me, a really good one just to, like, there's so, it's a really, really big convention right. in New York City. Uh, I've been several times, uh, and they just have so many people there, but it's great to network with people. It's, it's yeah. a very big networking convention more than anything. I feel like for me, those kinds of things, just me on a personal level, yeah. it, it can get really overwhelming with a lot of people. Yeah. I really value that one-on-one. -on -one. I feel like I can get more out of it and it gets more customized to my own personal style too. Definitely. And it's more hands-on. Yeah. 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 I also wonder too, like about the culture of like some of them, like how 
with it, like, cause you guys are so focused on like diversifying and, and craft hairstyling, which differs in, you know, in its way from, you know, more mainstream hairstyling, like you were saying, like the passion that goes into it. So that would make sense to tap into the one-on-one -on -one as opposed yeah. to like that huge, something huge like that. And when you, when you have bigger events, um, they, they kind of, educate to a lower standard um, which is good for people that need that but sometimes and I don't know if you guys can relate to this but I've had classes where it's like okay teach me something I don't know already mm -hmm. which isn't something yeah. to say in you know uh, uh, non-humble way but it's like okay like let's get to dig deeper into something that we can grasp and take yeah. back to people that you know Growth. elevate mm -hmm. elevate even more what we're doing yeah a lot of education is based off of the same foundations a lot of it is from like Vidal Sassoon I mean he totally revolutionized the hair industry so a lot of people kind of base it off of that they don't really stem any further from yeah. that either. Can you tell me who that is? Sassoon, he's like the most famous hairstylist ever. I mean, I created some of the most iconic images of yeah. our time, which even I, like, I think we all still pull, even mm -hmm. Carissa with the mullets you've been doing recently, there are, there, totally. are, there are very iconic, you know, parts of some of the work that the we're recrafting mm -hmm. um, every day. Uh, you know, I remember being in hair school and there are actually only five haircuts that you can build off of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what so, are they? Uh, the, the one length haircut, the, the round layer, round layer, the, uh, <laughs> don't put it on ass on here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when you said mullet, I was like, the what? Layer. But that's, that's totally what you're right. doing too. When I looked through your Instagram, but I thought like, oh, it's so um, chic. A little bit of that, but you know, yeah. Like, so these are all very, back to Vidal Sassoon, these are all very iconic haircuts that are based upon five haircuts. And anything within these five haircuts with a proper foundation, you can intermingle anything and you'll be able to come up with something that looks good as long as you're following suit with uh, clients' face shape and, and, and head shape uh, to accentuate their features. Yeah. Is essentially the goal. So can I ask, like, what kind of head shapes do Molly and I have? <laughs> They're pretty messed up. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, Sarah. Come on. <laughs> I would um, say fairly like yeah, oval more. and yeah. a little yeah. square. So yes. that anytime I read like <laughs> makeup or hair things, I'm always like oval, right? Like <laughs> pretty ovalish, I would say. A little combination of. Yeah, I could see a heart. I could see a little heart with Sarah. It's so hard, though, because there's always these guides and all these other things. Yeah. Like, well, if you have this body type, then, and I, it's so, first of all, bodies are different. But second of all, like, it's hard to judge yourself and yeah. know yourself. So. I, the whole goal of doing a haircut is to create the illusion of uh, oval shape. Or if you're doing your eye makeup, the whole goal is to create an almond eye that's like the, the most desired shape according to human beings. I did a deep dive recently. I'm sorry. Um, just to go because it reminded me. Sarah was saying like the body type thing. Like I was reading all this stuff about like cer how certain makeup looks on hooded eyelids, and I just like couldn't. I was like, what is it? What I needed like a visual because I'm like I understand like 
the concept of it, but I like did so much research and I watched like 10 YouTube videos of people like explaining like what makes eyelids different. And now I feel like I'm like, but I needed to, I was like, I was like, I gotta get to the bottom of this. Like, I don't know what's what, like if I couldn't look at someone's face and then I was like, this all, yeah, this all makes sense. And it's the same idea, right? Where like you have to build off of. Do you rely on YouTube a lot as a resource? Um, personally, I don't actually. I don't either. I watch a lot of kid videos on YouTube. <laughs> I watch a lot of mess ups on YouTube. Those are I think those good. are really funny. The <laughs> shit your client says on YouTube <laughs> is like an alleviation of pressure when you're dealing with something. But I think Instagram, I think across the board yeah, for us is our definitely. number one mm-hmm. inspiration. I feel like Instagram is a lot more, um, Focus like audience wise, where like you can really tap into. Whereas I feel like a lot of YouTuber like YouTubers are like trying to hit that broad. I think they're also not necessarily professionals, and they're just doing it to do it. Uh, And they happen to be really talented at something, uh, and they know how to speak to an audience where that they don't necessarily require as much professional dictation of wording in what they're describing as. Um, so yeah, I think it's more of like a peer to peer thing with YouTube, whereas our, our peers are going to be on, on Instagram, um, doing pretty high profile, like art and, 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 and more craft like things that we, we can understand and speak in tandem about. Right. And like sort of getting their product out there too, Mm -hmm. trying to. Now, I've heard that on Tuesdays, you provide haircuts at no charge for interested models. And as I understand it, you said that models must be willing to allow you free artistic license with your hair. And the intention is to practice and perfect your techniques, explore new trends. Um, Have you had a lot of takers? Mass Foods curates exclusive events and publishes thought-provoking content for the food-centric person. When asking yourself where to eat tonight, turn to MassFoodies.com to see what's happening in the Massachusetts food scene. That's MassFoodies.com. Yes and no. A lot of people are looking for free haircuts. (laughs) (laughs) And they're not really... All of these... Regulations. Like don't do this, do like that, this don't do this, yeah. yeah. I always kind of intro that with, um, okay, so I'm going to shave half of your head, and if they freak out, then now you know you're no longer in creative freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, I guess this isn't going to work. Like, yeah. So then it becomes, yeah. you know, more about them wanting to do something that's different, which yeah. differs from us being able to have full creative freedom. Yeah, so I guess leaving it open like how we had, um, it became more problematic than anything (laughs) for us. Um, So now when we have an idea of exactly what we want, people need more visuals of exactly what we want to practice. And so when we post that, then we start searching for models in in that way. Right, like is anyone interested in coming in to potentially get this like style or cut? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's been a lot easier, you know. And you also know who's coming in and what they're going to get, which makes it a lot easier. People see free and they just are attracted to that one. Yeah. So. Well, I see a lot of John Vo's work hanging around here, and I heard you say Sticky Pictures was going to have work in here in the future. Uh, What are you doing to attract local artists, and what is the purpose of that? How does it relate to your mission? 
So to attract them, I just approach them and say, hey, you want to be here? And they say yes. I feel like Western's full of like art and uh, creative, weird people. And so it's pretty overwhelming, actually, to decide on who's best for the next idea of the art gallery, yeah. which happens once a month here. I feel like a salon naturally lends itself to doubling as a gallery, right? It's like the open wall space, the lighting is right. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, like people are looking, people are looking around because they're here, like they can't really move. So it, yeah, I think it works out beautifully. Yeah, it's been really amazing. It really gets people from the community to come in here and explore, like explore new um, areas of Worcester that they typically want to go in. And it gets people to meet new people too, you know? And every month it's a different vibe going on with the different artists. So it brings in a new crew like crew of people and yeah it's been really awesome so far and we had no idea what to hang so. <laughs> well you did well yeah can i ask you about this divider here yeah it's jumbo it's well. is it jumbo yeah, i wasn't sure here, yeah i wasn't sure if it was just the stuff on the wall i don't That's want him cool. to take it away because it's yeah. been really nice when we're eating lunch so <laughs> to not have people see us it's it looks like a permanent fixture as right. part of just like a salon yeah, yeah it's very cool his work really fits in here beautifully yeah i found out about you guys i went out to hardwick to visit the stillman farm and they were just about to open up a shop and she said well, of course you know where our store is going it's right next to page boy and i was like what's page boy she goes you don't know page boy and i said oh man i gotta get with it you should get with it we should be doing your hair <laughs> And I come on Thursday so we can pop champagne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Done and done. Um, but this particular neighborhood is very strong in their um, friendships with one another. There's a lot of female business owners around here. Have you felt welcomed into the neighborhood? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Renee was like one yeah. of the first people to come over, and she like greeted us with like a little welcome and present. Mm -hmm. Present, it's like our firm. Don't right there. It's yeah, it's dying. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Renee. Renee. It's not um, dying. It's, it's rejuvenating itself. <laughs> yeah, rejuvenating. And Renee is the owner of the Queen's Cups, yes. which is just I can practically see it from here. Yeah, she um, just posted a really great article yesterday that it? she wrote yeah. about <laughs> the reviews and how. That hurts, like, it's a personal thing. Yeah, I thought that was really good. I thought it was great because yeah. people don't necessarily realize, like, oh, they're having a bad day and they're taking it out on a company. Which is, like, totally... Or just someone who made a mistake, right? Yeah, she um, she writes, is it monthly? For Worcester Business, Worcester Business Journal. Journal. Yeah, Renee um, wrote a column, with, like, in the past couple weeks, and it was just the personal toll it can take on, especially the employees who are not in, like, the higher-up of a business, um, how negative re reviews on something like Yelp can really bring people down. And um, I thought it was really, really nice, and I thought it was a nice, like, defense... Just as a boss, like as something no to do worries. to acknowledge, yeah, to acknowledge that, you know, people real make people mistakes. Real people are impacted by the review. Absolutely. And speaking of real people, I want to hear about who is a member of Trust Collective. What is it, and what makes Page Boy a really good home base? So, um, I am. I'm, I'm first and foremost a stylist at Page Boy. Um, we as Page Boy are particular on doing specific events and networking specific ways. And I, um, new, being new to Worcester, um, but also having a really strong foothold here, being a part of another artistic collective that has been here since 2012. 
Um, I took initiative within myself to make a non-exclusive collective of artists and musicians and craftsmen uh, that uh, need a little bit more social currency um, and networking ability within each other and have a platform for people to expand on their, their talents and skills uh, that might not necessarily have much of a voice of their own. Um, and, you know, causing them to have a lack of trust within themselves um, to put their, their best foot forward. Um, I, am, I created it to, uh, as being new to Worcester, to have a home and a home base of um, people that, you know, we can all network together and just share what we have to offer to the world. How often do you meet? So uh, my roommate and I, uh, one day I was like, I had been thinking about this ever since I moved to Worcester about starting this and, and building, you know, a mission statement and what I idealized something to be. And um, one day my roommate and I were just talking and I was like, let's just do this. Uh, so my roommate, Nick Lewis, um, at Robot Havoc on Instagram, um, actually has all of his photography hanging at Birch Tree right now uh, for the month. Um, so we kind of just were co-directing it together at home whenever we're hanging out together. Nice. I saw that you had Lauren Monroe of Technicopia as a guest. Yeah. Were there any gems that you took home from that talk? So Lauren, I've known Lauren um, since 2012, actually, um, before she started Technicopia. And um, Lauren and I have this understanding with each other. She asked me to be a part of an artistic panel at Technicopia, which then turned into, uh, she understood I had more of an idea of business marketing, social media branding, and things of that nature. And we decided that it would be best to have a pre-panel discussion here before we all got on stage with, you know, people that were paying within Technicopia to uh, be a part of this artist panel. Um, and I'm also going to be doing a, a business card uh, class at Technicopia and, and a couple workshops with her as well over there. So they have a, a lot of really cool things coming, uh, as well as Goddard Day in July um, is, is going to be, they're leading um, that. So there's a lot more work going on uh, between Lauren and I coming up in the future. Yes, this is a big anniversary of Very the, the father of modern rocketry yeah. when he, he launched his first rocket in central he, Massachusetts. He launched his first rocket in Auburn, Massachusetts. Yes. We are my hometown. Yeah. And Molly and I are both teachers in by Auburn. day in, yeah. in the town of Auburn. So yeah, like there's a lot of work going on with like WPI to get some of the, the original pieces that he made for going off into space, which I think we're all a little bit spacey. Yes. Yeah. So Worcester's pretty weird and spacey, so <laughs> it's space. it defines we're all a little spacey Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that could be our own, like, keep Austin yeah. weird, keep yeah. Worcester spacey. I, yeah. <laughs> that would like be that. a really good hashtag for Goddard Day. But, yeah. <laughs> but is, is our keep Austin weird already Worcester the Paris of the 80s? Yeah. That is true. You so, can't quite which beat is that. Great. Cool. Yeah. But I think keep Worcester Spacey's even cooler. It's funny, the man who coined that phrase, Worcester the Paris of the 80s, is Charlie Slatkin. So funny. He is also the one organizing the Robert Goddard efforts yeah. with uh -huh. Worcester Historical Museum. Yeah. So Ooh. I bet he'd be into it. Yeah. Yeah. How do we get him in here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah. 
So we always talk about local culture and professional culture. I think we've done well with that. Yes. But we like to end the show with a little bit of pop, pop. culture. Um, we were inspired by our friend who has a newsletter. Her name is Allie Hart, and she keeps us up to date on all the pop culture goings on. Heartbeat. Yes. She's super funny. Uh, and she was very excited to learn that Queer Eyes Fab Five are going to Washington, D.C., and they're actually meeting with AOC, which is yes. kind of crazy. No, they were already there. It just, it just happened a couple days ago. Yes. Oh, so I always like to say that I'm Jonathan, <laughs> and I don't know if you guys watch Game of Thrones, but that's yeah. me after every episode of Game of Thrones, um, sitting me in the chair like, oh my God, have you seen Christina? Yes, he does. Jonathan does like a recap show of Game of Thrones yeah. called Game of Thrones. It is great. Yeah, they were there, I think Friday. And Jonathan had like a beautiful like skirt on. It was like ombre and like flowy. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They all looked great. But, um, Karama wasn't there though, which was a bummer. Yes. Well, my first question is, would you rather have your hair done by JVN or do his hair? Ooh. I'd definitely rather do his hair and he can do mine after or at the same time. Oh my God. <laughs> we can just do each other face to face and like, yeah, yes. I'm obsessed. So <laughs> you guys, do me, do me, do me. You have a choice. Are you queer eye fans? For sure. I don't watch TV. I'm weird. Uh, I've only no, seen maybe like one episode. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I cry every episode. Yeah. So it's an, it's like my emotional thing yeah. of the week that I just like get all it's, that. It out. is very cathartic. It's Absolutely. Super, yeah. I also recently just went out and bought the like the like green um concealer like the red the red corrector (laughs) like after like after a year I have I get so much redness but after a year like of that in one of the first episodes there's a there's like a guy on it who just has you know he's got a lot of skin issues and Jonathan's like you need to use this and he's like what are you talking about I definitely cried that entire episode today I was like I was like I picked it up on the shelf and I was like Jonathan will be so proud of me (laughs) I just finished season three and part of the reason I love the reboot of the show is because it's not for the straight guy anymore it's for anyone yeah and the best episode I thought and the one that made me ball was when they go to a barbecue uh restaurant and it's these two sisters yeah I haven't watched it and they just make them feel beautiful they're booming now they made they made a crazy amount of money like right off the bat I forget what the number is but they're now very successful, and they should be. Right. He gave them confidence, too, Jonathan Van Ness in particular. Okay. My next would you rather has to do with our friend Olivia Jade from the <laughs> collegiate bribery scandal. Yes. Uh, Olivia Jade, who's Aunt Becky's daughter. Aunt Becky. Yes. Yeah. Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin, yeah. She, uh, and also Massimo Giannulli. Right. Don't forget. Don't forget Massimo. Who's Massimo from Target? Like, who makes all the Target clothes that you oh, buy? Yeah. So she has announced that she dropped out of USC. But I guess I'm not surprised about it. must be very difficult to continue would, on knowing that you didn't well, get there. Especially considering that when the news broke, she was on the yacht of, like, the president's, <laughs> like, on, like, yeah. the... USC president's yacht. I'd be like, I'm jumping ship. Like, don't report man overboard, please. There was like a press release, like from the. She was with her friend, like who is the daughter of that, of that. I think it was the one of like a president or vice president of USC, and like there was a press release that was like, um, 
they have gotten off the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's been pretty vocal this week about her strained relationship with her mother, as you would expect. She lost sponsorships with Tresemme and Sephora following the scandal. So if you were Olivia Jade, I'm curious, would you stand by your mother or start fresh as an independent woman, but become the black sheep of your family? I'm already the black sheep of my family. Yeah, I'm just going with that. <laughs> so I would have, I would have ditched ship long before it ever even happened. You got to try to go self-made after that, right? You have to, yeah. like, I feel like she should like give away a bunch of money, and then be like, "Hey guys, I'm here to to like still do my makeup tutorials on YouTube or like whatever she does," <laughs> and be like, "But this time, like." I'm using all CoverGirl cosmetics. <laughs> like, go for it, right? Yeah. What does she have to lose at this point? Exactly. She'll be okay. She'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she should have jumped ship. Though. Her family is has so much money. Target money. Yeah, right. that's like an insane amount. Target. Yeah, yeah, so Mossimo, as you may have seen yeah. on your like, tag, that's, that's her dad. Her dad, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like like half of my clothes, and then like when I learned that, I was like, wait, and I, it's yeah, right? Well, because yeah, they don't do they, he's not on their brand anymore. But I remember thinking it was crazy because the news when all this news broke, they were like, yeah, Felicity Huffman and William H Macy paid fifteen thousand dollars, and Lori Loughlin and Muscle and only paid five hundred thousand. Because people and like people don't realize they're like, wow, how does Aunt Becky have five hundred thousand dollars? I still don't know who uh, any of these people are. She's from Full House. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Adam Sandler is hosting Saturday Night Live on he's May fourth. He is. I alive. saw him in Marblehead recently. Yeah, he's there all the time. Did you? I was born. At, I'm from Marblehead, so he comes. He comes uh-huh. to the Yacht Club all the time. Oh, that's where my <laughs> uncle got married. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So this will actually be his hosting debut on SNL, which surprised me because he was a writer on SNL in 1990 and a cast member from 91 to 95. But I'm curious if you would rather see a sketch based on Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison. Billy Madison. (laughs) Happy Gilmore is a movie that men have like a weird affinity for and it's not very good. It's a sports aspect. (laughs) I got bad taste. But I like sports. That's the thing. It's like, it's just not as good. The only thing I love about Happy Gilmore is the golden hockey stick that he smacks somebody. Who's the guy that he smacks? Bob Barker. <laughs> the price is wrong. And he yells the price. My favorite is part of that movie is yes. when he's just like whacks Bob Barker with a golden uh, hockey stick in the face. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think that they both have good villains. But Billy Madison is just a far superior product. Like laugh for laugh. <laughs> sure. John Legend and Chrissy Teigen got matching tattoos this week. According to the supermodel turned chef's Instagram, the Stevens family, which is John's last name, it's not actually legend. No. <laughs> um, they are a cool tattoo family now, and they only want to talk to other tattoo families. Yes. Would you rather get a tattoo of your partner's face on your butt or their name across your knuckles? Neither. Uh, <laughs> if I had to choose, definitely his face on my butt. Anything, anything that I could cover up with another tattoo shortly thereafter for the I sake of this question. Cover that up. Yeah, you could get a tattoo of his face on I your butt, think, and you could always turn that face into like Fozzie Bear. <laughs> Why Fozzie Bear? I don't know. It's just it just seemed like it would be easy to cover like any face up with Fozzie Bear, right? Because I know I could cover those up because they'll fade faster than my butt would. Just think. But I already have my knuckles tattooed, so so just you could hide it. 
Yeah, something I could not be connected to in the future. <laughs> I'm just thinking of how good Joe's face would look on my butt. Joe is cute, though. <laughs> I don't have a boyfriend, so I can't, I can't. I don't have the vision in my mind. So, like, who's your who's your like fake boyfriend? Like, who's my Joe. fake boyfriend? My dog. That's weird. My dog. <laughs> yeah. I would totally get a Coco tattooed on my butt. Yeah. So my dog is in a band now. Apparently, my what? roommate Nick Lewis. I put my dog on an album cover last night. Um, And yeah, it's called Wolf Havoc. And so since my dog is Pomeranian and looks like a wolf, I was, he put him on the album cover. So I would do that. I would definitely do my dog on my butt. Congrats, Coco. Or for his life. Is it going to have any barks on the album? I would put bork, bork, bork. (laughs) Track number three. (laughs) This is a Muppet day. My last would you rather for the day. Uh, there was a tweet exchange with Megan McCain and conservative commentator Denise McAllister. And McAllister had tweeted a story about the show The View, which McCain has been on since 2017. And she used a photo of McCain in the tweet. She said, can someone explain to me the purpose of The View? It seems to me to be a round table of delusional mental midgets, ricocheting ignorance, and lack of emotional regulation. And McCain tweeted back, you were at my wedding, Denise. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather have your public clapback go totally viral or not say a word amidst public betrayal? Um, I'd say clap, 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 clap it back. Frankly, like Megan can use any positive... But also Denise too. Like I, th- I feel like the name Denise makes it even better. Not my wedding, Denise. But like Megan has just been hitting so many. She's just like hit so many hurdles lately. Like with Visivis, her public image. That like it's good. She could use like a little. I think like uh, saying you you're like, in my like, wedding is cute and funny enough to yeah. like just end it. Yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Put the kibosh on that. So is there anything that we have not had a chance to talk about yet that you want Worcester to know about Page Boy? Mm. Um, come let us make you beautiful. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Thirsty Thursdays. Thirsty Thursdays. Starting at 4 p.m. We pop bottles of champagne. And you don't have to get your hair done. Yeah, you bring just a friend. Just bring come for champagne. Yeah. yeah. And BYOB if you really want to yes. get wild. But you can literally just come just and hang out. Just come and hang out anytime you we want. welcome it. Yeah. It's a social space. Mm-hmm. We're here Wednesday through Saturday. So... Excellent. Yes. That well, is thank you for know. making us feel so welcome. Yes. We'll yeah. Certainly be back. Great. Yes. This, yeah. This has been awesome. I got to climb on a fence today to take pictures, so that was. Fun. <laughs> so did you outside with Unity Mike? He's here helping us out again, yeah. taking beautiful photos. Well, is mine, by the way. Okay. <laughs> right. I, I just think I just want to put a heart. I'm, I'm holding up my hands and a heart with this Facebook book. And he'll be. <laughs> Unity Mike will be helping us out with another project tomorrow. Yes. We are promoting the Cruel Intentions musical that will be at Hanover Theater, and he's going to do a little promo shoot. Yes. So keep an eye out for that. We are very excited. Well, I have been Sarah. I have been Molly. And this has been Pop It. Bye. Mass Foodies curates exclusive events and publishes thought-provoking content for the food-centric person. When asking yourself where to eat tonight, turn to MassFoodies.com to see what's happening in the Massachusetts food scene. That's MassFoodies.com.